Hey, I'm Joel Rohde. Today marks the two-year anniversary of the death of Eddie Van Halen at the ripe young age of 65 years old. I took three different episodes of Rohde's talking about Eddie Van Halen and um, and I, I chose them for you guys to listen to to remember Eddie because um, us Rohde's we love the guy. The first one I selected here is Bob Dates and Bobby Schneider. Bob Dates toured with Van Halen for a long time. He knew him really, really well. And I like his story. I found out of all the podcasts that I've done, I've reiterated Bob Dates' story more than most of the stories I've had the opportunity to hear. Um, check out Bob's story. It's just beautiful. It makes you love Eddie. It makes you want to makes you want to listen to everything all over again. Scotty Ross and I go into uh, into Amsterdam with Van Halen, and we're going to play a couple of festivals. And Ed, Ed Edward Van Edward Wolfgang Van Halen and Edward Alex and and Alex Alexander Arthur Van Halen, the two Dutch brothers who were born in Holland, <clears throat> grew up in Holland moved to America and spoke Dutch, or Alex still does, every day of their lives. So these were not just guys, like, these were not just guys who moved from Holland and became Valley Girls. They spoke Dutch every day, and they still spoke Dutch. To the day Ed died, he spoke Dutch in the hospital. We go, we check into the hotel in Amsterdam, get everybody put, put to bed, everybody's down, relaxed. We're going out for a drink. Ed calls and says, hey, what are you guys doing? You want to go out for beer? Okay, we'll go out for beer. So Scotty Ross and Bob Dates and Ed Van Halen go out for beer in Amsterdam. I, it's pretty amazing that we're talking about this casually, but he is, it's like going out, it's like taking Lars out for beer in, in Copenhagen. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not going to necessarily get recognized, but you're doing it. So we go to a bar, a nice neighborhood dive, crowded bar, smoky, because everybody in, I think smoking is the national sport of the Netherlands. <laughs> and Scotty and I sit here, and Ed sits two, two stools away because it was too crowded. And we're sitting there having our beer, and we look across, and the tears are running down Ed's face. He's not sobbing, but he's crying. Mm. And we go, should we go over there? What's up? Uh, you know, it's a little bit, is it going to be weird or what? So we give him a couple more minutes and he's still crying. So Scotty and I get up off our stools, walk over either side of bed and we, you know, lean over. We don't support, we don't, we don't startle him, but we lean over and Ed and Valerie, and if Valerie's listening or Wolfie's listening, you know, um, I'll try and finish this story without crying, but Ed, what's the matter? Oh, nothing, guys. Come on, Ed. What's, you know, it's Bob and Bob and Scotty. What's up? You ready? I smelled my father's tobacco. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And and there and, and and that's not easy for Ed Van Halen, who smoked three and a half packs of cigarettes a day to smell somebody else's tobacco. Yeah. Okay. I smelled my dad's tobacco and he just sat there and cried in his beer. And that's, those are one of the moments where 
you know, two blocks away, there was 50 whores we could have gone to. <laughs> and <laughs> so we missed that night in Amsterdam. The second one I chose here is a little bit different than Bob Dates and Bobby Schneider. Sterling Winfield and Jeff Pierce uh, knew the B Pantera uh, camp and Sterling was very intimately involved with them all. Uh, Sterling's story here talks about uh, Dimebag's uh, funeral and Eddie handing the guitar off to put into the casket. Pretty heavy moment, but a very important one in rock and roll history. Um, I, I put Jeff's bit in there because it's such a personal moment to this guy. And it really hit me hard, him going through his story. Um, I think Eddie Van Halen being there was maybe even circumstantial to Jeff's story, but there's just something to it that really means something to me. Um, there was a connection. I think Jeff's a great guy. And I chose that episode because of uh, the, the varied examples and, and the genuine importance of, of Eddie Van Halen in those narratives. We were at the Sheraton next door and we were doing these black tooth shots and I had a bag of Coke and a bag of ice on me and I got so drunk that I could not find my drugs. And um, the singer for Evermore was there. And um, apparently I threw something at Eddie Van Halen's head. I don't remember that. Um, and, uh, but then I was out smoking with Eddie, you know, and it was just one of those, it was one of those weird nights. And um, the singer Forevermore called me the next day and said, you know, do you want to go to an AA meeting? And I haven't looked back since. Did you guys see them put the Eddie's guitar in the casket and stuff when you were there? Yeah. I was backstage and wasted. I didn't see any of that. Well, I, I was there the evening at the at the funeral home when Eddie and, and Matt Brooke brought it in. And when he said what he said to Rita, you know, he Dime was an original. He deserves an original. And they opened the case and there was that guitar, the Bumblebee guitar, and everybody standing there just immediately knew what it was you know and and we all just you know oh yeah busted out crying and yeah and you watched him put it in there mm. wow that's crazy it was, it was a very heavy it's one of, i've had several of these throughout my lifetime but you know it's one of those things where you stand there and you're like you are literally a part of history you are witnessing history you know just it yeah. was pretty heavy and then just just all the emotional energy uh there yeah it was it was intense very intense so eddie's the one who put it in the casket uh she, he handed it to rita and i believe i believe rita did it so but... my, i don't know that my fear would be like touching that dead body with with it you know because your hands might just i don't know <laughs> i don't know i'd be like Ooh. they won't bite no, I probably ain't gonna do. Yeah, probably not. But they don't. They don't bite me. Yeah. The last little clip here is is one of my favorite people I've had on here, Keith Warshalock, and uh, his buddy Steve Creep. And uh, Keith is just larger than life. He, he I, I want to hear more stories always. And and um, what I liked about his one is I just see this kid at Mates. Mates is a place where we store our stuff, and. 
Uh, he's so excited to meet Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> and and uh, I love his enthusiasm. I think it's a great way to end this this brief little episode. I urge you to watch all three episodes. These guys are so fascinating. They're, they're, they're great. Uh, I will have links to them and, and check them out. Uh, remember Eddie Van Halen, go listen to Van Halen records tomorrow and for the rest of the damn year <laughs> and maybe next year too. get Wolfie in there. <laughs> Take care. Couple, uh, cu- couple of months after that, after kind of knowing him for a while, I remember pulling up and I'm backing up into the dock at mates and I hear <laughs> like whistles, loud whistles, you know, and I look at my, I stop the truck. I'm like, what? I'm trying to back up a truck here. I see this Porsche, you know, on the dock and everything like that. And I see Matty Brook and my two bosses. I uh, can't remember their names. And uh, I'm like, well, well, what? They're just like, they're just like, stop the truck. Get over here now. I'm like, all right, what did I do wrong today? So I jump up on the dock and I'm just like looking at them. And, and by the time I jump on the dock, they're just like, they're like proud fathers. They're just looking at me. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? What's the rush? What's the fire? And like out of a movie, like out of a, a slow motion movie, the door from the Porsche opens up and Eddie gets out. He goes, what's up, Keith? I'm like, <laughs> Fucking what? Really? <laughs> and they're just, they're just sitting there and they're watching this because they get to talk to Eddie every day and I don't. Right. And they're just like sitting back, letting me enjoy this moment. And Eddie just comes up and he just bro hugs me. And he just like, he gives me that confidence. He looks at me, he goes, what's up, man? How are you, man? Yeah. I go, I just like, I'm like, you know, like I couldn't believe I didn't even take a photo of it. You know, like every day yeah. everybody's got a camera. Like I, I didn't even think today, like after he died, I was like, wait a minute, you didn't get a photo of that? You fucking idiot. <laughs> but he just sat there, you know, it took like a minute and he was real cordial and Manny and him, you know, jumped in the Porsche and started getting out of there. I, by the time I jumped back to the truck, my mind's racing a million miles an hour. And I, I'll never forget Manny coming to, to the warehouse the next day. And he goes, Hey man, I just want you to know that, you know, Eddie, uh, Eddie and Matt start going past me as I'm backing the truck up and Eddie goes, stop the car, stop the car, roll down the window, roll down the window. He goes, well, thanks, hunk. Well, thanks for saving George's guitars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he just looks at me and he's like, he's like, Keith, Keith, thumbs up, thumbs up, Keith, thumbs up. He's pointing at me. I'm like, fuck yeah. And Jesus. Matty was really nice. He was like, yeah, man, he, he made sure that I stopped and rolled down the window and just made sure that he, he, he sent you some love. So That's super cool. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe by clicking the round button on the bottom right. To learn more about me or the guests on the show, go to joelrody.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The handle's Joel Rody.